thought maybe you boys might be interested in putting on a big-time wrestling bout. You know, make a nice hunk of dough for yourself. It's time to play Santa? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Morgan, you're out of here. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You're a dead man. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. Frankie, I know you're a great wrestler, but my brother, who ain't as handsome as you, is as strong as Charles Atlas. Yeah, but I've wrestled women that are bigger than him. So you got fat, sloppy women. Hello, and welcome to Camel Club Cinema Live from Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. Hey, did you know the inventor of the Doritos Locos Taco passed away uh, very recently? I read his obituary today, and he was it was kind of interesting. It was an it? awesome story. I, I saw your tweet about I it. Was, I was fascinated with this. So I'm Guy Hutchinson, here yeah. with Craig Cohen. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about uh, The Miz and the Christmas Bounty. Yes, but before we get to yeah. that, the bounty of Doritos Tacos was far yeah. more fascinating to me. Yeah. So, this guy was just a fan. He was just like a guy who, I guess, ate a Taco Bell, liked Doritos, and one day was like, why? Yeah. Why not together? Yeah, and he even called up Frito-Lay and yeah. pitched them, and they were like, we have no interest in it. Yeah, and, and it sounds like he didn't work for either, but he worked like marketing. He was in, in marketing, company. yeah. So it sounds like he was like a guy who could get this done, and you know, and just was like, hey, why not? Why don't you guys do this? So we started a Facebook page. Right. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So he started a Facebook page, which was just like a kind of a joke. Yeah. It sounded like, a, I didn't go look at it, but it sounded like it had like celebrities eating Doritos tacos before they existed, yeah. you know, uh, Photoshopped pictures. And then eventually they announced they were going to do it. They flew him to like... The test kitchen, yeah. yeah which is where? Do you know where this It's is? in California, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Because I remember because when they had that problem there. Yeah. <laughs> just look up Doritos Locos Tacos employee <laughs> picture. Oh, uh, but you see, those yeah. weren't used. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was at the test kitchen. Yeah, I was yeah. eating at the test mm-hmm. kitchen. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that guy shouldn't have been fired. <laughs> because, like, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's disgusting. That guy should be fired. Yeah. And then they're like, nah, they were just testing kitchen. <laughs> we were just, you know, just goofing around. And then it's like, wow. Yeah. Why are you getting fired? Play food. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, he, uh, he said that, um, you know, they flew him down there and... He never got any money for it, but he said he didn't feel he was owed any money, which I thought was so cool. He was like, he was like, hey, you know what? I can't be the first person that thought that Doritos yeah, yeah. and tacos should be together. Well, yeah, I mean, especially considering that he didn't have a claim to either right. property. It's not like he, yeah, but, you know. Okay, but I just think that's amazing that he would that yeah. that's not that they wouldn't give him money, but they flew him down, showing yeah. that they they were yeah. they appreciated his interest in a concept that he at least uh, had evidence of bringing it forward to both companies. Yeah, but I just like that it was pretty cool that he was. Just like, yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. any money from it. I just wanted to eat a taco. Yeah. Like a I would taco. expect uh, maybe like a, a card of some kind that gets me a, one free Doritos taco in any Taco Bell. Every day of the and, rest yeah, of the day. You know, yeah, you, know, you know, anytime I go in. It's a taco. You know, yeah, and you don't abuse do it. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm bringing 20 of my there, friends in. I think there are a lot of those cards, though, that exist. There used to be one for... Um, it was like a black card or something that a lot of celebrities had. It might have been for... Uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, maybe. Okay. And I could be completely wrong here. Sure. But it was one of those things where you go in that store and you show that card and they give you anything you want for free. Well, if you're a certain type of member of the Academy, you can go see movies for free yeah, all the yeah. time. Uh, which is silly because, I okay, maybe you're watching Transformers 4 for the sound. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you're going you're gonna to review it. 
uh, when you get your little card in the mail. Yeah, but yeah. I, I did once write a fan letter to Dave Thomas of Wendy's, mm-hmm. and he sent me back a couple cards that were, it was like, good for any three items on the menu at any Wendy's restaurant. And uh, signed by Dave Thomas, and I wanted to save them, but I thought it was just too cool to not to not. Yeah, I had to use them, and I I wish I had maybe saved one. But so I went to um, went to a restaurant, and I showed them to them, and, and they had seen it before. Or? No, they had oh. never seen it before. So I go to this restaurant, and uh, I remember it was just like it was me and my dad. I was in high school at the time. Yeah, yeah. I had written the fan letter to him. I was thirteen years old or whatever. So we're and I, I could carry them in my pocket just in case of an emergency. And yeah, one you never day, know when you're going to go buy a, a Wendy's and have yeah. a you know a, a craving for a uh, <laughs> a frosty or a French fries. So we go to uh, we go to Wendy's, and uh, uh, I don't even think it said I don't even think it said anything on the menu. I think it said um, I think it was worded in one way that was like. Uh, you know, like one meal, and it wasn't like one combo. It was just yeah, like yeah. you could order. You know, this person's order is free. It was yeah. Something like that. Because I, I, I remember it being very, it being so vague that the manager was confused. So mm-hmm. I, I, I bring it up and I show it to them, uh, and the guy says, um, he's like, I've n- I don't know what this is, and I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, just can I get you know a <laughs> burger and this and that. And my father was with me because we, my car was being worked at at the shop yeah. next door to the mm-hmm. Wendy's, and so he's like, "Where did you get this?" And I was like, "From Dave Thomas." He's like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> and now I think when I said it, he didn't think. Yeah. You know, oh, over here, you guys, you guys sound like pretty big fast food fans. Oh, oh thank you. That's awesome. Thank you very much. No, I haven't tried these. These are the, what the Cinnabons? Yeah, the Cinnabons. Excellent. Oh, thank man, you. Have to have All right, here we go. Mm. That's excellent. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Ooh. That is really good. Um, so, um, so I go over to the to the wall, and I said, "It's this guy, you know, the guy in the picture." And the manager face turned white. Yeah. Right? And he goes, and he's like, um, "You know what? Just have a seat. I'll, what, what do you want?" And he he takes, you know, he says, "You want this, this, and this? Okay." Have a seat. Brings it over on a tray and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, it's not like I'm gonna call Dave afterwards, mm-hmm. but I guess. But it was pretty funny. I thought yeah. that was like that's one of my favorite. And Dave Thomas no longer around. Yeah. Um, but he was like such a cool guy, and mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool that he sent that. I, I should have abused that and just written to Dave Thomas every day. Yeah, yeah. And that was also, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know how much of that goes on anymore. I don't know how many people actually write fan letters anymore I and mean, now you can send emails yeah, and, you, you know social tweet, media you, you know like Dave like Thomas them on facebook or something yeah. so it really is sort of a lost um i don't even know i've never tried it i wrote when i was a kid i wrote pat benatar a fan letter really? that i'm what not happened? even sure um was male um i heard the song howls for children and i didn't understand at the at the age i was that it was about <laughs> child abuse and it was against that and i just thought she was saying that Every child deserves to go to hell. So I got out a piece of paper. I wrote a nasty letter to Pat. Wait, Benetton. so you didn't write a fan letter? You no, I wrote a hate letter. And you were uh, trolling Pat Benatar. Yeah, and my uh, <laughs> my mom took it. You know, we put yeah. it in an envelope, and I don't know if it ever got mailed or not. We never heard back from her. I think my mom was just like, okay, and she wrote Pat Benatar on the envelope, and right. you know, made me feel better. But uh, we God, we never so heard cool. back from her. So. Well. I'm gonna to have to write a fan letter to the Miz, <laughs> and uh, and see what he says. So Christmas Bounty, yeah, um, it, it aired on ABC Family um, uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, yeah, it was so December 23rd, or November 23rd. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was the 23rd. Yeah, I, but it, yeah, 
Um, <laughs> Are you it? I just think it was the 23rd. Yeah, uh, the IMDb says the 26th. All right, we'll so take that. So that was that. throwing me off, yeah. Well, the uh, Thanksgiving was uh, was the was the twenty like eighth this year. All right. So it aired like two days before yeah. Thanksgiving. Ah. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. Aired I, Tuesday night because I watched it. Live. I watched it earlier today, so I have no concept of when it was when it was originally on. Um, but I, I the funny thing was I hadn't heard like almost anything about this uh, until. I don't know, like maybe three months ago or something. Yeah. When I first heard about it, I was really like confused yeah, and surprised, yeah. and mm-hmm. it didn't make sense that they were putting him in another movie because the other one didn't seem to do that well. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I didn't, but it, it sounded good to me because I like Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. I looked up uh, the uh, the co-stars that are in here with him. Uh, the two leads, they had lots of work, but nothing I had seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, France, Francia. Razia, okay. I believe was her name, and he was Will Greenberg. This was the, 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 the other fiance, man. yeah. So it opens up in the school. There's like a school play. She's like a teacher. Uh, in Manhattan. Yeah, and he shows that he's got this app on his phone that can show whenever they're close to each other. Yeah. I, I didn't understand why... Well, first thing, as soon as they said this, I was like, well, that's going to be, at some point in this movie... There's going to be some payoff yeah, uh-huh. for why they have this app on the phone. But I don't know why it wasn't like, oh, our engagement rings are synced to this. I don't know why it would be his phone. Mm-hmm. Because much later, there's a scene that involves it where it would have made no... I mean, you know, you don't assume that if somebody's kidnapped, they'll still have their phone. Yeah. Um, this missing kid thing that happens. Yeah. Well, and that was the point where I said, okay... I'm completely on board with wherever they're going to go with this because it had a level of outrageousness to it. Right. You know, where she, you know, she goes running after this car that takes off and, you know, jumps, you know, 25 feet onto the roof of a moving car in high heels. Right. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, it was one of those things. It was like, you know, I was like, okay, obviously they're a little bit outside reality here. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with them. Yeah, I like that. Um, they they show his family like the Ballantines. Um, yeah, and, and they're basically your stereotypical, um, you know, rich upper crust. Yeah, um, you know, just. Um, well, what I what I liked about these two sequences is they really they're paying off this uh, this world the, the boot. so she jumps on this car like the guy the kid's father is like taking him yeah, he doesn't have visitation he, he rights he is criminally taking him yeah um, she doesn't want the boyfriend to know so she leaps out the window yeah but then after recovering him she lies about it which wouldn't the kid then be like you know wouldn't at some point this get back to him it yeah. just seemed like odd that she would somehow think that she could mysteriously do this and then um she goes to this dinner party. She gets this threatening phone call, and she's just like, uh, "Oh, I gotta go. I gotta act really weird and, and yeah, run away." You know, yeah. she she didn't even. She's like, "Oh, I'm just uh, just gonna go. I'm, yeah, it's I, nice to meet you." She didn't even do the "Oh, I don't feel well" thing. Mm-hmm. That would have worked. Yeah, but, and then she promises to make it right, right. by doing something really special for really New Year. Yeah, it was clearly <laughs> something that ABC Family shouldn't have been. Yeah, he was like, "You can do that." And she's like, "I'll give it my best shot." Yeah, I don't know. That was <laughs> that was the moment I was watching that with uh, my family sure. and that was the moment where I sort of just looked around and I was like I don't know where this movie's going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like I almost wanted to be like okay so what is everybody else thinking right now but I sort of just kept it to myself 
so um, uh, they're hanging uh, Christmas stockings here. Do you want to? Do you think we should move? So, yeah, uh, we, so in case they have to yeah, come over good. this area, or you think we're good? I think I we're. Feel like I think they we're may good. have stopped where we yeah, are yeah. just because we're sitting here. Uh-huh. Um, so, so then she travels all the way back to this mysterious faraway land called New Jersey. Trent, New Jersey. <laughs> Which, you know, geographically, they make it seem like Manhattan and Trent, New she Jersey takes a cab, yeah. are, uh, but, but they make it seem like it's world away because she runs into people, you know, that she hasn't seen since she moved away and they're like, you know, um, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long, you know. Right. And they made it seem like it was one of those things where if you ever go to Manhattan, you can't get on a train or, <laughs> or hop in a, on a bus and, and come back to Jersey. <laughs> it just made it seem like it was the other side of the country. That is true, but the um, the way they play it, though, they're like, um, she's like, I'm going to go to Trenton, and she takes a cab there, which has to be like a $400 cab ride. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, the cab driver doesn't even flinch, but I mean, that's a that's a, that's an hour. Yeah, and the toll's alone. Oh, and it'll kill you. But I, they, the only thing I didn't I didn't like about the I don't know why they chose Trenton. Um, I, I guess it's a it's a location people know, but the the accents and the look they were going for was upstate New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and Trenton, central New Jersey, yeah. and most of the people in central New Jersey don't talk the way the characters do. But a lot of the people upstate yeah. New Jersey do. I mean, the, the stereotype yeah. they were going for is not it's it's. It's not unheard of in New Jersey, yeah. but it is not. Uh, it's not really the Trenton uh, look. Um, yeah, no. There was no point when I was watching this where I said, "Wow, they really nailed it." I was more like, "Oh, I guess the writers just opened up a map and yeah. they were like, what's the? Yeah. Uh, the you know, it's the capital." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was it. Because if they had said someplace, you know, near New York, if they were, if they were like, "Oh, Clifton, New Jersey," I'd totally buy into it. It's just. Trenton, New Jersey is Trenton, New Jersey is much more ghetto too. It's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, they had a nice front lawn and everything. Yeah, right? I mean that. I mean there are houses yeah. like that, but there's Trenton, New Jersey would have made more sense if they were saying that they were in Hamilton, New Jersey, which yeah. is suburbs outside of Trenton. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't really fit what they were going for, but. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter. That's only going to bug a hand, you know, a handful of people. Yeah, well, people in Jersey that are watching right. it, <laughs> um, and most of them are just high fiving each other. Going, they said Jersey, yeah, they yeah, said yeah. Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I was disappointed to learn is that they didn't film this anywhere near no. New Jersey. Yes, where they filmed? Um, I, Canada. The mall that they go to was in, was in Canada. Yeah, so. they did the whole Canada. You know, is is the new New York, New York, which is the new L.A. Yeah. You know. So. We see the Bells, her family. <laughs> her mom looked like Sunny. Okay. Today. Yeah. I figured since um, her family, and spoiler alert here, uh-huh. uh, are bounty hunters, that they were going for the dog's wife. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, that's dog the bounty hunter's wife. That's a play on her. But <laughs> No, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but she reminded me of Sunny. She had played a waitress in the movie Walking Tall with The Rock. Okay. A nice little connection there. The casino scene. Yeah. Uh, She looks like Sunny. Later, I'll tell you, I'll point it out, but she looked like Natalia at one point in this Mm -hmm. film as well. So they go to the mall, and she puts on her jersey disguise so that she won't get noticed. Yeah, they're looking for... The guy that called her was a, a I guess, a, a mob figure yeah. that she had helped put in jail when they, when she was a teenager working right. as a bounty hunter. And he's and, mad because yeah. it was a teenager. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And he either, he, 
they don't flat out say he broke out, but I can only assume that he broke out, and he says, yeah, I'm going to come and get... there's a bounty on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they decide to tail his sister right. in the hopes of finding where he's hiding out. Yes. So they end up at the mall. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're introduced uh, to The Miz. Right, and 11 part- minutes <laughs> into a film that's only an hour and 12 minutes, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Who was part of the, the, the bounty hunting team. Um you know, right. the family runs. And they were like, what, you thought we were going to fire him just because you left? Yeah, just because you, you you broke up with him. All right, so at this point I want to talk about The Miz before we get to the scene. Do you have something else to say? No. So, all right, so we've got The Miz. Miz was on The Real World. Uh was a reality TV yeah, yeah. star who I think is he has a fascinating story because he wanted to be a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. rarely find that. Yeah, he people use wrestling as a springboard to something else, right. where he used reality TV as a springboard into wrestling. Yeah, he was not a guy who wanted to be a movie star and thought wrestling would be his way into it. He wanted to be a wrestler and uh, tried really hard to get into the WWE. Yeah, yeah, he was know, on, what, the early season enough, of Tough Enough, yeah. And he, uh, he, he came in, did jobs forever, and... I get the feeling Vince really likes him, and my my reason for that is, well, two things. One is, um, uh, specifically, like, if you watch the video when he won the title, Vince hugs him, and Vince is almost crying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Vince almost cries every time somebody wins the title. Yeah. But Vince is totally choked up talking to him. Yeah. Uh, Vince also might be like, we're putting this on the DVD, so so. I gotta gotta play it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never Mm -hmm. know with wrestling. Mm -hmm. But, the reason I think Vince likes The Miz is I think that that everything we know about Vince is that Vince loves celebrities. Yeah. And Vince loves the fact that this guy was on television prior to being in wrestling. Yeah. That, like Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. and everybody else that has any kind of TV background yeah. backstage, like guys that are TV writer, yeah. he's all excited, you know, to have them on his staff. And so I think he likes that cachet going into it, and then I think um, the Miz does a good job when he sends him on press. I was just going to say that, which yeah, seems to be a huge thing for Vince. So I think it's it's always like you'll be watching a pay per view where the Miz is on a pre show match that they might even cut against somebody that he's had no program with, and yet he's the one doing ninety percent of the press. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, because I think they just they're like, well, he looks good. Yeah, and know, I think they can trust him to go out there and right. and say the right things and not, you know, have that's, to, you know, create a PR disaster. I mean, that's the thing. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I don't I, you know, I don't know about everybody there, but I think he is very good at, at keeping himself out of trouble backstage mm-hmm. too. You know, um, uh, he doesn't. You know, wrestlers generally don't show up on TMZ that much. But yeah, you don't see him on that. But anyway, except so, Darren Young when he's when he's that's coming right, out of the closet. Were, they were like, so other I don't know gay wrestlers. What do you think, Darren Young? <laughs> so. Which that whole thing had to be staged. Oh, it, it, that was as cafe as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking we should move one table over. Sure, sure, let's do yeah. that. So, um, what I what I found interesting in the Miz's career, you know, was he he rose to to be uh, IC champ and WWE champ, and he was the US champ. And he held both of the tag team titles when they had those. Yeah. So the only title he hasn't held is the world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he hasn't held the you know the big gold belt. If yeah. Continue to keep that around. That's the. I'm worried for that big gold belt. <laughs> but that would be the one, and that would also be like if they wanted to give him any kind of push. I think that'd be like the logical uh, 
you wouldn't. I don't think you'd push it to the WWE title again. But I think that's uh, you know like a program against somebody like Alberto Del Rio or something would be good. I, I like that they turned him heel. Uh, but then there was some crazy chicanery the night that they promoted this movie. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, let's get yeah. back to the movie. So here we are, 11 minutes in. We see The Miz. Uh, when, we, when we talked about The Marine 3, I thought he was so poorly cast. Mm-hmm. We thought that they took a script that was written for Randy Orton, yeah. and they did nothing. He's changed the names. I don't think they even did that. <laughs> I think Randy Orton's character probably had the same name yeah, as yeah. him, you know? Although in this one, he's called Mike. Yes. He's, he's Mike Muscles Mike, yeah. too. Yeah. But this felt like it was written for him. It this did. character was a little obnoxious. He had, you know, his one-liners. Yeah. He was, you know, I, I, I like this character form. This was not like okay. in the Marine where he was, you know, I mean, like the Marine, it was tough to buy him as a guy that took orders and was a Marine, even though yeah. he certainly takes orders backstage WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, you know, his the persona he projects is this... You know, almost you know the sleazy, obnoxious yeah, yeah. persona. And in this, he's supposed to be kind of a sleazy guy, yeah. and he's obnoxious, but he's good looking, and you yeah. kind of like him. And you know, yeah, he just seemed a little, little, a little reserved. It's okay. there's something about his performance where he just didn't seem like he was hitting the level of delivery that I've seen him do in the ring. Okay, um, you know, it just seemed like they're. In the Marine in this, it seems like there's just that little disconnect that for whatever reason, you know, when he cuts a promo, when he's behind a camera on a movie set, he can't hit that right. same level. Yeah, I, I I didn't I thought he did a good performance. There is a there's a scene where they're in the car where he's like telling jokes about her boyfriend getting mm-hmm. captured yeah, and yeah. he's like he's like, Oh, I see a bad guy, I'm gonna run right to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was doing like the the New York, New Jersey, like the Long Island accents yeah. and I, I thought I, I I didn't have a problem with his performance, especially for this movie. Yeah, yeah. This is not this is oh, yeah, not yeah. a, a top notch movie. Yeah, yeah. This is a made for T V throwaway film. Yeah, yeah. So he gets a lot of hand hand in yes. this. In the mall scene, they have three bodyguards they right. have to disperse. So the Miz is gonna take one, the right. dad's gonna take one, and the, the mom's gonna take one. And the the, uh, the mom and the dad take theirs out pretty quick. Yeah, mom locks the guy in the, <laughs> the elevator. The elevator and then writes out of order on in it. In lipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Miz, for whatever reason... He has a lot of trouble. A, yeah. And I love the fact that there is open fighting happening in the mall right. during Christmas. Yeah. And... Nobody bats an eye. Nobody knows. Well, the one guy comes by and he's like, he's like, oh, he uh, he fell down. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was kind of a good little moment. Yeah. You know, and then like, just throws him off the second yeah. level. And nobody notices. He falls down right behind Santa. Yeah. So they plan a tracking device on this guy's sister in right. hopes of, of being able to trace it back to where this guy might be hiding out. But uh-oh, there's this blonde that used to be friends with the main character. Yeah. And she comes up. And luckily, later, she turns out to be a nurse, so she can come back into the story. Yeah. Uh, We get this... That actress, by the way, is going to be in See No Evil 2. I didn't know this. So this is the character of Liz. Um, That's pretty cool. So I guess, you know, they they enjoyed her in this. And and she was working the accent as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's this scene at the warehouse. There's... We get multiple run-ins with these same bad guys. And I like it, because we don't really get anywhere. And I thought this was a really good 
movie for what it was. It's a TV movie coming mm-hmm. on around the holidays that people aren't going to be paying that closely attention to. So you may you may go in the other room and get a snack and come back, and, and the story's just kind of going yeah. the same way. You don't uh-huh. you never really need to know too much, you know. And I think that that's kind of what they go for with these holiday movies, you know. Yeah. You know, like Christmas Vacation. You you know what's going on. Yeah. You know, you, you can easily sum up, here's the storyline. Mm-hmm. Jingle all the way. He's trying to get that toy. It's, you know, you get... Yeah. And so this one, these are the bad guys. They're bounty hunters. Boyfriend doesn't know. Yeah. Beginning to end, mm-hmm. you know. So this guy's eating like a lobster. Uh, and the boyfriend shows up. He's like, see, I used the app to trace you to a seedy warehouse in yes. the middle of New Jersey. <laughs> He gets knocked out. She's like, "Oh, family! Here's my here's my new boyfriend. Here's my fiance." And he's knocked out for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they take they're him able home. to get him home, right. lay him on the couch, clean up the house. And <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "I don't want him to know that we're bounty hunters." Yeah, which uh, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know how you, you know, I mean, you got to break the news to yeah. him eventually, and it's not something to be embarrassed about. I mean, well, she didn't just, seem embarrassed by her family. Like, her mom and dad didn't embarrass her. What they did is what embarrassed her, and you couldn't even understand why. Well, I did, though. His character, and I think they didn't go too far because they didn't want you to hate him, but no. his character was a snob. Yeah. You know, he, he you know clearly had trouble relating to her, and she clearly had to pretend that she was similar to him to get him to be interested in mm-hmm. her. Um, and there's there's some dialogue later when he finds out everything about her where he's like, I wonder if I would have really, you know, uh, if we would have fallen mm-hmm. for each other if I knew the real you. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think that that's kind of the hook yeah, on this yeah. is that you don't, you don't think he would. Now, so he's like, they're like, we're going to go to your favorite restaurant. He's like, I'm in. I'll get my tuxedo. And she's like, uh, no, it's a dive bar. Yeah. And he's like, great, because I don't like to eat, drink Cristal every night or something. Yeah, and the mom doesn't know what that is. Right. And so um, we go to this dive bar. which that is clearly not in Trenton. <laughs> I love this bar. <laughs> so we've got a bar set. Which is huge. Yeah. It's like a nightclub. And it's totally a set. And then a big, giant, gold plastic (laughs) curtain. You know, like something you'd buy at a Halloween store. Yeah. Um, We get the younger brother. The subplot with the younger brother that really never pays off. Yeah. The younger brother is... He's I, I, was he a, a younger brother or a cousin? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I never picked that up. I yeah. assumed he I was. I think the he might even brother. been the, the cousin. Well, they uh, they said you know he doesn't. They don't let him go on the runs. You know they don't let him go on the missions. Uh, he's kind of a goof. He wears an adventure shirt, which it looked like they had kind of doctored it. Like they drew a couple lines on it. Yeah. Like there, we yeah. changed it enough. That yeah, it's, yeah. Could, this character existed for one reason. What is the reason? To get them to the um, the Christmas tree farm. At that one scene, yeah, which is what's coming up. Yeah, I mean, that's really his only... Because I thought there would be a payoff at the end where... Because, like, towards the end of the movie, Miz is like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to move into doing something with my brain. Yeah, yeah. And you think that they'd be like, little brother, yeah, come yeah. on in. But they don't. Um, so they go Christmas tree shopping. This is where he gets kidnapped. This is where they're in the car chase where the Miz is doing his New Jersey accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this car chase a lot. There is a sound effect in this that is in so many movies. And it's... <laughs> and it's it's the sound effect of like a car... Hey, we almost had an accident. Yeah. Yeah. And they use this exact sound effect 
in so many movies. <laughs> the exact same one. Um, and there's also a like the double double yeah, honk. Yeah. There's that exact same one that you hear in so many movies, mm-hmm. and it always every time I hear it now, it cracks me up. I don't know why I've zeroed in on these sound effects. Yeah, yeah. These two horn sound effects, but they did use that one in this, which I thought was just great because it always puts a smile on my face. Um, so this is where we're starting to think. Gee, maybe she should be with the Miz. You know, the Miz. Uh, when they were at the restaurant earlier, the Miz, you know, seems so nice, you know, yeah. and he, he, you know, he's, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, and, and the know, friend he's... indicates that the Miz, after she left him, hasn't had a new girlfriend since. Right. He's and, been you know, waiting he's been for pining her. for her. So, we get this wedding scene. Yeah, it turns um, out that the sister is getting married at that warehouse. This is like Big Lulu or whatever yeah, her name Big is. Big Donna, I believe. Big Donna. Yeah. Now, um, so yeah, they're doing it in the warehouse. They doll it up like a like a high class joint. There was a gazebo, which was one of the clues. <laughs> one of the clues. The other one was that there was she got a spray tan. They're like, how long till a spray tan streaks? Seventy two hours. So it's tomorrow, oh, yeah. and they they run over to this uh, to this wedding. Um, there was a lot I had problems with in this scene. It was one of those where you have to check your mind. Uh, you can't think about it because they're check. They had got a gun check girl, yeah, who's literally taking guns from the bad guys, hanging them on and hanging them on hooks. Yeah, why would the bad guys go for this? Yeah, yeah. What? Who are the bad guys? Who's the authority figure taking their gun away? The other mob mobster guy? I mean, yeah. this doesn't make sense. This is um, in Back to the Future Three. They're you know the marshal's like you can't take your gun here. Yeah. Uh, Biff Tannen's relative, mm-hmm. and Biff Tannen's relative has to uh, uh, Mad Dog Tannen has to sneak in a gun. Yeah. But here, this doesn't, I mean, these mafioso, none of them should trust each other, so why would they be giving their guns up, yeah, except yeah. for so that later, we can get a lot of punches and not a lot of sh- yeah, shots yeah. fired. And the same gun is checked twice. Yeah, they we actually see the same, recycle they the re- shot, where re- the girl yeah. hangs the gun on the meat hook. I did not go back <laughs> to check, but I, I noticed it was the same girl, and I noticed it appeared to be the same shot. I wanted to go back to check yeah. if it was the same guy handing her the gun, but it clearly, this angle and everything yeah. was the same. But they wanted to drive home. Nobody has a gun at this part. Yeah. yeah. We um, and it turns out that <laughs> everybody here has a bounty on. Them. Right. Of course they do. Yeah. These are all the bad guys, including a guy who looks like an older Asian Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the dad is going through and naming the guy and uh, and uh, and what the bounty is right. on them. And, and she's like, well, let's get back my boyfriend first. Yeah, and then the mob guy, and then everybody else. So, then you can do your Christmas shopping, right. quote unquote. So, so they follow the app to find him. And this is where I thought, that, you know, it should have been a chip in his in his like ring or bracelet yeah, yeah. or something. Because the, the bodyguard's like, uh, why do you think we put the uh, phone with him? But why would you put the phone in the warehouse at all? Why wouldn't you throw the phone off a bridge? I mean, yeah, yeah. everything about this seemed so stupid yeah. to me. And they'd been to the warehouse before too. Yeah, I mean, it was it was this was. I don't know why they did this. I, I this was like one of those silly uh, things that just kind of I don't know took me out of the movie. Um, so there's this scene coming up. So now the mom. The way her hair was done, she looked a lot like uh, Nat- Natty Nyha, mm-hmm. Natalia. Um, and she, there's this scene, and this is one of the things that I hate the most in low-budget films. It's 
jokes are not expensive. You just have to find people that can write them. Yeah. And so there's a scene where all the mobsters are trapped, and the one the dad's got the gun, and the mom's blocking the door also with a gun. Mobsters have no guns because mm-hmm. they all gave up their guns. And he says, "Hey, why don't you wait around? They're gonna cut the cake soon." And she's like, "Did you try the shrimp?" <laughs> There's no joke there, but it's played with a sound effect and everything. We're supposed to laugh. Yes, I remember. There's no joke, and I was like, why couldn't you write a joke here? Yeah, yeah. You know, and granted, I didn't write one either. I could have sat down before we recorded and been like, let me write a joke that would fit into the situation. Yeah. But why not write one or not have a joke? Yeah. Why not have them say something you know uh, tough at that point instead of something goofy? Yeah. So. Um, she's like, I'll, how about, he's like, you know, you, they come to the boyfriend, the boyfriend's there, bad guy's there, bad guy's like, why don't you, uh, we'll do main a character girl, yeah. you come and, and then the guy's like, look, whoever you really are, please don't do this. But then she sort of does it and they both get captured and they're going outside the building and she says to him, she's like, when I tap my badge three times duck or something. Yeah, yeah. And so she does whatever she's supposed to do and the Miz jumps off the roof. We get a great great action shot mm-hmm. from the Miz. Uh, Miz jumps off the roof and uh, knocks him out, does a really bad figure four yeah. and no. <laughs> but he knocks them out and uh, and he knocks out the bodyguard right. and for some reason I felt really bad for the bodyguard and I don't know if it's the way the guy <laughs> sold going down but he seemed like a guy that he was just there because it was his job. Okay. It wasn't like you know, you know, it's like I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I, I just really felt bad. I was like, oh man, this guy, you know, I don't think he he goes to work expecting to do any of this. Yeah. But so, he had to. At this point in the movie, uh, movie's starting to wrap up. I'm thinking, yeah, this movie's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 passable. Yeah, yeah. So we get this scene where she talks to the Miz and he's like, you know, I'm going to take night courses. And, yeah, I'm uh, pre-law now. Yeah, and he's like, and you know, uh, you got a good man for you, so you go spend time with him. I'll never forget you. They yeah, hug yeah. and Miz leaves. He basically puts her over. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is not the ending I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I don't want her to go back with mm-hmm. this dude. And and so then she talks to the dude, and I'm like, that's where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to stay with this guy. And I was like, they never really made this guy evil enough that we really want him to get dumped hard. Yeah. But I was like, but I thought that, you know, and I try not when I'm watching a movie to try to think ahead what's sure. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But a big part of me was like, the blonde's going to end up with him. Mm-hmm. Him and the blonde are going to start to have things in common. You know, she nursed him back to consciousness earlier. Yeah. So... The Miz turns and looks at her. He gets in his car. He starts to leave. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, she's like, and, and and he's like, so you're coming back to New York to be rich with me and not be poor at all and certainly yeah. not live here? Yeah. And she's like, actually, I want to stay in Jersey mm-hmm. uh, and still be a bounty hunter. And he's like, well, that's very disappointing. Yeah. It's like the, the, it's the easiest breakup I've yeah. ever seen. In real life, in movies, on TV, this guy yeah. was like, oh, well, it's like, Going to a restaurant and them saying, "Oh, we don't have uh, hamburgers. You're going to have to get a steak instead." Um, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I really almost felt like he should be like, "Don't you think you ought to go give the Miz a call? Maybe you could stop his car." It just made no sense. Yeah, this guy seemed like he was going to go home that night and 
his night was going to be exactly the same as it would have been if she didn't dump him. He was like, you know? look, I got, I got yeah. a lot of madmen on my DVR I'm going to watch. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, what can Chinese I do? Food. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, that's how you feel. I'm not going to yeah. fight you on this. Yeah. Clearly, you've thought about this in the 12 seconds since you left the Miz. <laughs> so, she... Runs up and jumps on the yeah. business car like a callback from the, from the beginning of the movie. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. like with the with the boy that mm-hmm. had uh, been almost kidnapped. Uh, Miz gets out, smoochy, smoochy. I like this moment, and I know it's cheesy in a cheesy mm-hmm. movie, but also being a wrestling fan, I really didn't want the other guy to get the girl and yeah. not the pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you're really you're really hurting your audience <laughs> if you're like, yeah. look, this is who yeah. she's gonna end I up with. I just don't understand why they didn't give that guy one real visible trait that made us as viewers dislike him because there was never a point where I watched it. I, 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 I go the other way. Yeah. I think they should have set up uh, stuff where the blonde was going to end up with them. Sure. I think then you have a, you know, it's a dub. But they yeah, still, but to make sure you get a happy ending, our next scene, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas morning with the Miz. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're having, you know, uh, I don't know, opening gifts or yeah, whatever. Yeah. The dad buys the mom a motorcycle. So they can go on a proper honeymoon. They never wanted a honeymoon apparently. Yeah. And now that the girl's back, they, she can handle the business while they go cross country on motorcycles. motorcycles. But here's where they give us the happy ending. They're all back at the bar oh, dancing, dancing like lunatics, yeah, yeah. including the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back to mm-hmm. do some crazy dances. Miz does some dances that... You you gotta believe that they told him like we're not filming this. Yeah. Just be really did, silly. Was he the one that did the reverse worm? I or think was he that did like the, I don't know. Is he him or the other guy? Yeah. But yeah, I mean there probably, was the mashed potato. I mean yeah. it was really like <laughs> dancing one hundred and one. You know, they were doing it all. Um, so uh, so then the you know credits roll. It's an hour and twelve minutes. Yeah. This is one of the shortest films I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Now. I wanted to talk about The Miz and Christmas because mm-hmm. Mick Foley put out a book last oh, year. Oh, yeah, The Most Miserable Christmas. Yes, oh, yeah. and uh, I like this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to spoil it. It's a yeah, children's yeah. book. You went to a book signing for I that, did. didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I went to a book signing, uh, met the uh, 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 artist and Mick Foley and got a picture with them and took it home uh, and, and read it to my son. And I had read two of Mick's books before, but there had been a lot of time in between, yeah. you know. And so I didn't remember exactly how his writing style was. And I've read a lot of, like, celebrity children's books to my son. And I've read a lot of, like, uh, not just, like, I've read books that were written by celebrities. Yeah. And I've read ones that, you know, like the... Story of Hubert, or mm-hmm. you know, a story you know, like a punky Brewster cartoon book. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I expected from this. It was a real simplistic, silly thing, but it was really well done. Everything's in rhyme, yeah. and it's well thought out. There's almost no verses in here that come off as really stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's almost none where it's like, God, what did? How long did that take you, Mick? Ten seconds? Yeah, yeah. Almost every you know page. Was, was densely populated with words and really well-written words. So he gets to the... Uh, he gets the story, goes like this. Miz is like the class bully. Um, Vicky Guerrero is the school teacher. And uh, CM Punk is the new kid in the school. 
and CM Punk comes in, and they're like, write a letter to Santa. And he looks like CM Punk. He's got like bags under his eyes and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't need anything. I have enough. I don't need anything from Santa. And Miz is like, what are you, nuts? I want a ton of stuff. And like Kelly Kelly's like, I want makeup. You know, and it's like, you know, every person in, the, in this whole universe is pro wrestler. So, uh, so on his list, CM Punk writes that he doesn't want anything. But Miz wants everything. So he has this very long list. And then Miz finds out that Santa says, I'm sorry, but you can't, you're not getting anything because you've been bad all year. Sure. And so Miz comes up with a great, great plan. He does like a, a list swap? Yes, he does a list swap. <laughs> because CM Punk's such a yeah. good guy. He's gonna he's gonna get all of his gifts. And so now Here's the thing. Santa has an elf named the Scene Elf, which is just John Cena wearing an elf costume. And so at some point, I don't remember how, um, Santa enlists the help of Dude Love and Cactus Jack, I think. Or maybe Dude Love and Mankind. I know yeah. I know Mick is very particular about what he does with Cactus Jack. But anyway, he enlists their help, I think, to deliver gifts maybe. I love it. So Miz goes to such lengths that he even like climbs up on the roof and writes on the roof uh, that you know uh, this is uh, CM Punk's house yeah. on his roof. Uh, but then Scene Elf comes by and is like, "You can't see me." <laughs> I swear to God, he does the. Uh, he's like, "But we, but Santa's smart enough to know better. Yeah. He knows where you live." Um, and he's like, "So you're not getting any gifts, Miz." So then they they go outside and all the kids are playing and poor Miz. I mean. He's a little kid. I mean, as you're reading it, you're like, you know, he's a little kid, though. I mean, you know, you kind of feel like he had a little clever plan, but he's just mischievous. Santa ought to give him something. Yeah, yeah. And all he got was coal. Uh, so he had these two lumps of coal, but then, like, seeing And there punk, was no Michael Cole joke there? No, I don't think there may have been. But so they... But he's just a lump of coal. <laughs> so they're making, like, a snowman, and... Uh, I think like Miz has like a change of heart where he's like you could use these uh, these lumps of coal oh. as the eyes and then CM Punk's like we're best besties now yeah. and I kept thinking that CM Punk was going to be like and I'll let you have some of my toys but he never does <laughs> like Miz had to learn his lesson yeah yeah uh, and so like but like Miz like you know he, he does all Ebenezer Scrooge thing where now he's like shoveling snow he's for Vicky Guerrero yeah. and everything yeah. so um, so yeah, that was the uh, the Christmas book. So Miz now has a Christmas yeah. book and a Christmas movie, yeah. which I think is. I guess is, now just for the trifecta, he's got to put out a Christmas album. I hope he does. <laughs> At least a song. Yeah, this is a good old Christmas song. It's such a shame they didn't have one like in this movie sung by the Miz. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So this brings us to Monday night. Oh my! Oh my God! This was we the night before the, um, the the so, okay, the yeah, movie so this aired. aired on Tuesday. So this is Monday night. Then Michael Strahan was is special the host. guest host of Raw. This all adds up now. This <laughs> makes perfect sense. So Miz, let's backtrack. A couple weeks ago, Miz has a heel turn. Right. Yeah, he was tag teaming in a match with Kofi Kingston. Kofi went to tag him in. He jumped off the apron and yes. walked away. You know, which is the classic. I'm, I'm, right. I'm a heel. Very happy because Miz was a terrible face. Yeah, he uh, was just one of those guys. He works as a heel. But the cool thing was that they wrote it out. They were yeah, like, yeah. you know what, this isn't working, but we're going to stick with it because yeah. we just got to. If we turn him back right away, that's not going to help. So I was like, this is great. They turn him, but not really the best time since he has this movie to promote. But. 
you can also promote a movie as a heel sure. and make people watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the vast majority of the fans get it, mm -hmm. you know, and so you can go out there and insult the fans and and then have the, have, like, I think Big Show, I think when Knucklehead came out, I think... He might have been a heel. I think he was a heel, because I remember... He's knocking um, people out with that knockout punch. I, I think... Uh, the little kid that uh, plays like the promoter. Well, he was it. definitely a heel he when, he, when he when he gets those to Raw. He goes, "Yeah, keep booing, I love it." Yeah, so I don't remember whether whether Big Show was or not. But so they they you can play that up and then just have the co-stars be like, "Miz was such a goof, but well, come and watch it. It's great." Yeah, yeah. So instead, they you know they get to the night where now he's a heel. Um, there's some weirdness where Kofi's almost a heel, too. Yeah, yeah. You don't know which way they're going with it, yeah. And they get to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Miz TV with guest Michael Strahan. Arguably my favorite segment of Raw ever. Okay, all right. So please describe this. I, I do want to set up that you said to me, you're like, did you see it? And I was like, yeah, you're like, it seemed a little odd to you, and I was like, oh, it seemed completely odd. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. So Miz is doing his, his, his Miz TV segment, mm -hmm. and it's not surprising in wrestling where you announce somebody and somebody else comes out. They love doing that with midgets. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, people in drag. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you're, when you say that, they, they, they did that in the old days, they'd say Bret, Bret Hart, Hart, and then a the little guy yeah. comes out. Yeah. So they introduce Michael Strahan, and sure enough, it's this wrestler, Titus O'Neil, comes out with, uh, you know, the, the, the black, uh, you know, like, putty that you put between your teeth uh, to make it look like you have a gap. Right. And they basically, you know, they just start making fun of Michael Strahan. Right. And uh, then Michael Strahan comes yeah, out. Yeah, his music hits, and Michael Strahan comes out, and he's like, hey, guys, what are you doing? He seems like he's really, you know, he says that he's a fan of The Miz, he says that he's a fan of Titus, and they, you know, but then they start insulting each other seconds later. Right. He says that um, The Miz uh, couldn't even take Kelly Ripa in a fight. <laughs> um... And then She's the Miz, got some guns. Yeah, the Miz challenges him to a hip toss. He says, I, "You know, um, I, you know." <laughs> now, I don't. This has to be that Michael Strahan was like, "Hey, you know, I've hip tossed people for fun yeah, before," because yeah. there's no good reason why hip toss was. Yeah, the, yeah. And then the Miz says, "Make pretend you're 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 playing against Tony Roma," and then Strahan says, "I know nine times out of ten, it's real." Uh, right, which right. didn't make any sense to me. Was he talking about? I don't know. Professional wrestling. Nine times out of ten, it's right. So then they, uh, the Miz tries to hip toss him. He right. can't. Uh, Titus tries to hip toss him, and he can't. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Strahan hip tosses both of them. Right. And then they all uh, hug and raise each other's hands. Millions and of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and they do a curtain call. And they're all friends. The strangest thing ever. I mean, this is just one of the most bizarre segments in the history of wrestling, and wrestling's yeah. had a lot of bizarre yeah, yeah. segments. I have no idea what was going on. Yeah, I watched it four times. <laughs> so, uh, so that brings us to the end of the mm -hmm. end of the episode, the end of the show. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you tap out the Christmas bounty? Sitting down to watch Christmas Bounty on ABC Family with my family. Right. Um, like I said, as soon as that first scene hit and she jumps on the car, I knew what kind of movie it was going to sure. be. You're watching a movie on ABC Family, so you know you kind of know what you're getting there. It's you know it, I watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, you know, over a two-hour block with commercials and stuff. But the second time I watched it on demand, ah. and you know, it, you know, 72 minutes later, I was done. Um, I never found myself, you know, wondering 
what was on after it, mm-hmm. what I was going to do after it was over. Right. I just enjoyed it for the time that I was sitting there watching it. It was fun. It was goofy. Um, it entertained me. Um, I do not tap. What was the vibe of everybody else watching it? Everybody loved it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah my niece, it's on her Christmas list. All right. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I went into this with somewhat uh, modest expectations. I, I didn't think it was going to be very good. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, Christmas, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And then when I heard it was ABC Family, I was like, well, obviously it's not going to be fantastic, but it, it might be fun. Uh, I, I do like The Miz, uh, and, and I thought last time we saw him in a movie, I thought there was potential there, but totally not reached. Yeah. And so going into this, I was hoping it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting it to be good, uh, and hadn't seen much of what it was going to look like. And I liked the tone of it. I liked that it was jokey, because... If it was if it was played seriously, it was going to have a lot of trouble. That was the problem with the Marine mm-hmm. Three was that it was played seriously and it was not a good movie. Um, but this is a dopey, silly movie. I enjoyed it, and I love Christmas movies. Yeah. And there's a good chance I'll watch this next year. And there's a good chance mm-hmm. every two or three years this will get you know dusted off and played during the uh, winter rotation. ABC Family will probably throw it in their 25 Days of Christmas next year. So I I didn't tap. I was happy to see it. I'm glad they made it and. And it gives me a, a another great wrestling moment to to, to watch at Christmas time. So the, the time that the Miz was a co-star in a Christmas movie as a bounty hunter. So so that brings us to the end. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you as always. This and was a very fun discussion, and we got some free food. <laughs> no, it was great. And, uh, and we'll see you next time. So we'll get a little bit more Christmas before the end of the year here on Camel Coat Cinema. So you want to wrestle, huh? You're too little. We got ushers bigger than you. Leave. I got to take a crap. Don't you see? Your skills plus my skills in the ring. Tag team. Howard Patrols is John Triton. What are you doing up there? Staying away from you. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? What's that smell? Down goes Jimmy King. Oh, my God. A four-post massacre. No one can survive this. This isn't even a pay-per-view!